It began during March. The story originates from a professor in a university economics department in Copenhagen. From their research, they'd found that internet searches worldwide across 75 countries for this word had, in their words, skyrocketed. Then, in April, it carried on. We had moving testimonies from world leaders, from the Queen through to the Australian Prime Minister, calling on us to follow their practice. Well, it seems... We listened and we heard and we did. Because earlier this month, there was a headline in of all newspapers, The Guardian, that went like this. British public turns to prayer. Two months ago, I'm not sure we could have even imagined such a headline. But according to a new survey that had been commissioned by Tear Fund, in April, three million people in the UK started to pray, having never prayed before. Now, of course, it's, it's well documented. We know that more people will pray during a crisis. But this isn't the only reason why we're praying. The research tells us that we're praying because, yes, we know prayer brings a sense of comfort. Because, yes, we know prayer makes a difference. Because, yes, we know prayer changes the world. Because, yes, we know we believe in God who hears our prayers. Having spent all of my life as part of a church community of one type or another, I can well relate and testify to each of those reasons as to why people pray. But I wonder, why do you pray? Maybe you don't. Maybe it's for one of the reasons that I mentioned above that you pray, or for a combination of each of those reasons, or a different reason. This is why I pray. I pray because it meets my basic human need, which is to know that I'm loved and to be able then to love. After all, everybody wants to be loved. Wouldn't you agree? It is through praying to God that I express my love for him. A love that flows from a, from a relationship first that knows that I am loved by him. A love through which I found I become the best version of myself. A God-shaped me. The best verse in the Bible for me that expresses my longing to pray comes in the book of Psalms where the psalmist writes, By day the Lord commands his steadfast love. At night his song is within me, a prayer to the God of my life. By day the Lord commands his steadfast love. At night his song is within me, a prayer to the God of my life. It's a verse summing up my message today of hopefully devoting to prayer. Today in the church calendar is Ascension Sunday. A lot of Christians, if I'm honest, never mind others, don't quite grasp Ascension Sunday. So to try and put it in language that we're all now very familiar with, what is Ascension Sunday all about? It's about this. It's about the day Jesus started to work from home. 
It's about the day Jesus started to work from home. It's the day when we remember the end of Jesus's earthly ministry is now resurrected. He leaves this earth finally to go to be at God's right hand where he lives in heaven. It's the day when we remember that just as at his birth, Jesus brought heaven to earth. Now in his ascension, he takes earth and humanity to heaven. It's the day when we remember Jesus's kingly authority as king of kings, who one day will come back to judge the living and the dead and make all things new and right. And it's the day when we remember what Jesus is doing right now at this moment as you watch this video or as you hear these words. He is praying for you and he's praying for me. I don't know about you, but I find it hugely encouraging to know that the best prayer ever is praying for me and he's praying for you. He's praying that if you haven't met him already, that you will meet him. He's praying that you will understand why he came to this earth to die for you. He's praying that you will enter a relationship with him. And he's praying that we will become part of his plan to bring his home, heaven, on earth. In the past five years, though, this period from in the church calendar from Ascension through 10 days later to Pentecost has become known as the time when in the global church we pray, thy kingdom come. What started in 2016 as an initiative from the Archbishops of Canterbury and York has turned into this global wave of prayer. And I'm so proud that, that we as a church have been participating in it right from the start, almost leading and pioneering it for the rest of the island to catch up with. It's become a special time, hasn't it, for, for many of us in so many ways when we pray for a deeper experience of the Holy Spirit's presence in our lives. And then when we pray for those people who don't know Jesus, our friends and our families, for five of them to come to know him. Because we believe the best decision anyone can ever make at any time in their lives is to come to know Jesus. I believe the best decision you can ever make at any time in your life, whoever you are, is to come to know Jesus Christ. Thy kingdom come takes us back to the days of Jesus' ascension through those 10 days to Pentecost. Here's why. I don't know about you, but I find it significant to contrast the difference in the disciples between the day that Jesus died and then the final time he left this earth in his ascension. At Easter, the disciples gathered in an upper room. They were in discord. They were in disunity. They were all fighting amongst themselves and all going their own way in fear and anxiety, not knowing where to turn. Whereas 40 days later, they now gather once more in an upper room, maybe the same upper room. They gather with one accord in unity, in purpose. They gather focused upon faith, in hope and expectation. What a difference 40 days makes. They are gathered to follow Jesus' one instruction that he left with them before he ascended into heaven. To wait for the promise. 
of the Holy Spirit to come upon them, to enable them to be God's witnesses of Jesus' saving work on this earth. And we read as they wait, they were all constantly devoting themselves to prayer. They were, if you like, praying the oldest prayer in the church. Come, Holy Spirit. It's why we pray, come, Holy Spirit, as part of thy kingdom come. To be all constantly devoting themselves to prayer is about adopting the attitude that that psalmist had in that verse from Psalm 42 I read earlier. By day, the Lord commands his steadfast love. At night, his song is within me, a prayer to the God of my life. It means we all come together repeatedly to pray the promises of God and the praises of God. In that upper room, the disciples were all praying together for a purpose, with one mind, with one accord and with one passion for the promise of God's Holy Spirit to come upon them. It teaches us we don't leave it to chance when we believe the promises of God have been prayed over us, but we pray with a purpose for it to occur. In the same way that the disciples prayed for the realisation of the promise of God's Holy Spirit to come upon them, and in the same way that the psalmist prayed for the promise of God's steadfast love to be daily upon him, so we too do likewise. In the upper room as well, though, the disciples were also, we read, constantly devoted. They were constantly devoting themselves to prayer. It suggests an approach to me that they were continually at it. They persisted in prayer. They overcame their difficulties in prayer. They persevered in prayer. They were steadfastly attentive in prayer, constantly living in constant readiness. They were people hopefully devoting to prayer. The idea behind this approach has a musical origin to it, as if you were playing a number of different notes quickly together that kind of harmonise in pitch and tone. It draws to mind the power of singing God's praise in prayer. As the early church father Augustine is believed to have said, to sing is to pray twice. Now, of course, we're not told specifically in this verse that the disciples did sing as they were constantly devoting in prayer, but I'm sure they would have because they would have had the book of Psalms with them. They would have probably been familiar. They may have even known all the Psalms word for word and they would have probably been raising them up in the words of that psalmist earlier, their prayer of God's song from within at night. I don't know about you, but I'm finding in this season of difficulty, it's also a rich time for new songs of praise and worship to God, to lift our voice in declaration of faith and hope and love. I don't know about you, but I'm finding I'm singing more than ever the praises of God. Maybe you have this, but I have my own lockdown playlist to raise up my worship to God from within, which has been shaped by the weeks and months now and the moods of lockdown and what might be coming upon us. From the declarations of God's promises to being reassured of his blessing, from proclamations of God's victory to basking 
in his glory. Both these ideas of praying together constantly, the promises of God and the praises of God, are encapsulated in a corresponding Bible verse to another first century church. It's the verse, actually, I believe God spoke to me in my life very early in lockdown that was the verse that I needed to put into practice and adopt in my own life during lockdown. It's the verse that St. Paul speaks to the Colossian church when he says these words, devote yourselves to prayer, keeping alert in it with thanksgiving. It's got this same idea behind it as to what the church in Acts were doing too. Devote yourselves to prayer, keeping alert to it with thanksgiving. We are living in extraordinary times. And as the New York pastor Tim Keller has said, in extraordinary circumstances as these, we need to be people of extraordinary prayer. Like we saw in the early church who were hopefully devoting to prayer. So let us follow the approach of the church who gathered in Jerusalem at this time 20, 20 years ago and pray together for the promises of God and the praises of God to be fulfilled according to the purposes of God. Let us be hopefully devoting to prayer. It strengthens faith. It builds hope and it grows love for they all have a name and his name is Jesus. Shall we pray together? Once again, you might just want to open your arms and hands to receive all that God has to offer you today. Lord Jesus Christ, ascended into heaven, reigning in heaven, and praying from your home on our behalf. We claim your promises over us in this season. And we praise you as the King of Kings. Clothe us with power from on high. Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. As you fill us with your Holy Spirit, Lord, so that just as you took earth into heaven, we might bring heaven to earth. In Jesus' name. Amen.